Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to season one, episode two of Bloom with Corey and Nicole. People often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. And that's why we recommend it daily by Zig Ziglar. Welcome. Uh, this is episode two. And um, I'm Tori. And I'm Nicole. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about managing stress. And we're going to offer a few easy ways to help manage it in our everyday. Mm -hmm. And uh, we thought it'd be really fun to kind of share a story on how we're taking our own advice. <laughs> um, Tori, you mentioned something about your uh, sister-in-law. Yeah, so, you know, we talked about um, all, all kinds of different things for self-care, but um, for me, last, over the last few weeks, um, I really, I, I had to sit and think about, okay, if I'm telling people to do this, then obviously I need to take my own advice, and so I was able to take um, my sister-in-law up on an offer to watch the baby one day, um, and we were, we were headed to church, and she just, they were staying home for, for something, and she just, she sent me a text, said, hey, I can watch the baby if you want. My first instinct was to say, no, no, I got it, you know, oh, it'll be so nice to take her to church, and everybody will get to see her, um, and then I sat for a second, and I thought, okay, I just had surgery a few days ago. Baby's going to be moving all around. She might start crying. I mean, all of these things could happen. So um, I, I just kind of stopped for a second and I thought, okay, let me take her up on this because it's, it's that, um, you know, receiving help and accepting the help that's being offered to you. Mm -hmm. And um, honestly, it was great. And then she got to hang out with her cousins and, you know, we got to have a kind of a peaceful hour or so at church. And then we all just had a really great rest of the day. So it was just a really cool, um, cool time to take, take my own advice. Yeah, it's interesting that, you know, you knew your initial reaction, but then you were able to pause and think about it. And you're like, you know what? Yeah, say yes. Mm -hmm. And yep. I was thinking of you, we went out to dinner this past weekend with um, a friend of Tom's and, you know, we were there for two hours, we had a blast, we went on a date night. And at the end, there comes the bill. So immediately I was like, I got it, I got it. And he was like, no, we got it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and they started laughing because I was talking about the podcast at dinner. And I was like, yeah, we were talking about the bill. And what I said to them in return was, you know, next time dinner's on us, which kind of forces us to want to go out to dinner again. Mm -hmm. um, and we had such a good time. So yeah, thanks for sharing that story. You're welcome. I love that so much. That's really cool to hear. Mm -hmm. So this episode, uh, like we said, is going to be about managing stress. And, you know, I had a funny thought the other day because um, I thought I was trying, I was looking for something in my emojis. I was sending a text and I couldn't find in my most recent text, like uh, the emoji that I was looking for. And it was kind of a happier emoji. And I had this thought of like, oh my gosh, look at all my recent emojis. Like, what are they? And um, because your most recent emojis are going to tell what kind of um, like mental state that you're in. Uh, yeah, so I was talking to Nicole and I came to her and said, hey, what are your most recent emojis? Because, you know, we both have, you know, there's things that go on in our lives every day and it's kind of how we react to them that um, that's, that's how we're dealing with stuff. So when you're sending your emojis, are you sending out tons of crying faces? Are you, do you have like a little stressed girl? Um, or are you kind of like, well, you know, throwing the hands up, like, all right, we're going to get through it. Uh, you know, so we actually, both of us, I had us both screenshot what our most recent emojis were. So, so my emojis are really stressed out. Um, you know, I'm looking at them right now. I have the heart, 
the crying face. I have a girl doing a cartwheel. <laughs> the like bawling face, the monkey with his eyes closed, <laughs> the girl going whatever, um, to the dancing people. And it's, it's funny because I always try to like add humor when I'm texting people, but at the same time, it does look like my emojis are really stressed out. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and Tori, I'm looking at yours too. You have like a nice blend here. Yeah, I, 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 well, and that's because I think I consciously think about it or excuse me, subconsciously think about it. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to send 50 million stressed emojis to somebody, you know, so I send lots of hearts and things. So that's, you know, but I tend to repeat, I'll do two or three different types of hearts. But, um, but yeah, so I have um, like the girl with her head down on the table, um, one waving, you know, some prayer hands, some hearts and smileys, the goofy smiley face of like, oh my gosh, one big eye and one small eye. Um, so it's just, like I said, it sounds like kind of a stupid thought, like what emojis are you using right now? But um, like I said, I think it really does show what type of mental state we're in because that's what we're putting out into the world mm -hmm. um, to our friends, to our family, those closest people that we're going to text. And um, so this is really about, um, you know, trying to control those emotions and share what you need to, but then also deal with what you need to as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a good leeway into the episode. You know, the whole purpose of this episode is to just gain more awareness over like what stress is, what stress is to you, how we cope with it. And then at the end, you know, hopefully just give you some fun pointers on different healthy ways that we can just manage stress right now, because we are in the middle of a pandemic. Um, if you're still. listening to this still, <laughs> it's September, it started yeah. around March and you know, people are going back to school, parents are stressed, kids are stressed, there's just so many different things going on, so, and I guess the first thing is, is like, what is stress, right, like, you hear it, but like, what is it? Mm -hmm. Okay, so stress is essentially, um, it's an emotional, or it's like a physical feeling, right, so mentally, you can feel stress, physically, you can feel stress, and it usually comes with things that are going around, or events in our everyday, where we can feel like we're really getting frustrated very easily, we're getting really angry, we might feel nervous, it's our body reacting to events that are that is going around us. And usually when the events put a lot of pressure or there's a lot of change, our stress, stress levels go up. And we all have different ways of coping with stress. Some of us are aware of them. Some of us not so much. So, yeah. So um, understanding your stress level, um, it's funny because you realize like if you start snapping at people if you are um also having a hard time problem solving you know i mean forgetting things uh you know that your stress level is starting to get a little out of control and um you know i mean even for myself i mean that's been happening for a while now so i've had to really gauge like where am i overextended um, are there health issues there? You know, once it goes on for such a long time, you're like, well, maybe there's like a physical cause. Um, so there's a lot of different um, aspects that can come into those stress levels. Yeah, and I feel like when, you, when you're getting to the point where things that you usually deal with just fine are really bothering you, like all of a sudden you're doing the dishes and you're just like scrubbing really hard and you're really angry. You're like, wait a minute, something's not right here. Like, let yeah. me take a step back. And, like, What is bothering me? And so as far as coping with stress, um, there are good ways to cope with it and there are bad ways to cope with it. I mean, everything from, you know, we, we talked a little bit last episode about venting. Um, you know, sometimes it's good to vent. It's not always good to vent. 
um, you may need to kind of talk to yourself for a little while. Nicole and I had that conversation recently. If, if a really big event happens, instead of just picking up the phone immediately and calling someone and blah, 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 and they're like, whoa, like where's all this coming from? Um, you might need to talk out loud to yourself for a little while, get most of it out, and then you can sort of collect your thoughts. Mm -hmm. And um, and then maybe vent after that because you'll have a little bit of a clearer head. You will have had a little more time to kind of deal with what's going on. Yeah, and I think that's a, a great way to start. Right now, we're all just dealing with so much stuff to just think about who you're calling and what they're going through before you pick up that phone because we were laughing about this last week just to kind of add, you know, we meet weekly to talk about the podcast and try to brainstorm. And we were just sharing funny stories last week. And mm -hmm. um, I mentioned how, like, do you ever have that friend that will call you and just dump on you? And like, sometimes it gets to the point where you like, kind of want to avoid the phone because you just know where that conversation's going and to where you gave a funny, uh, a funny example. Yeah. So I've been on both sides of that. I've been the person who's been dumped on. And then I've also had the realization that like, <gasps> I'm the friend that's the dumper, you know? <laughs> and so that's what I was telling Nicole. I said, I said, I have this one friend who like, when she sees me, she almost wants to dart. And I'm like, but wait, you don't realize how much I've grown. I'm not going to vent on you anymore. But um, it's, you know, we all go through seasons with friends. So it's mm -hmm. just, you know, if it's meant to be, then we'll come back together. But, um, oh God, I had that realization because I had it done to me and I was like, oh, that's exactly what I did to someone else. So um, just the realization of it. I mean, that alone is growth, you know, because um, once you know better, you do better. Um, that's a big Oprah quote that I've, that I've heard for a long time. And a lot of people use it. It's Oprah didn't come up with it, but she uses it a lot. So, uh, just the awareness really, oh, yeah. really big. And I think it's funny how you don't even might not realize what you do it until it's done onto you. And then you're like, wait a minute, uh, was I that person? <laughs> and I've been on both sides as well. Um, so yeah, we talked about venting as a way to cope and it's okay to vent, um, but sometimes just like you said, sort through your thoughts first. So um, if you need to just talk to yourself while you're in the car, I'm sure people probably think I'm crazy. There are times where they look over and there's no one in the car and I'm just thinking out loud or, you know, we, we were talking about other healthy ways to vent, whether it be um, doing like a recording a voice memo, talking to yourself and then playing it back. Sometimes just hearing yourself talk helps. And then, you know, if you, you feel like you gained some clarity, call a friend and ask for advice. Um, I don't, mean, I don't mean to keep saying awareness, but just being aware of what you're doing and not just going to this like autopilot mode where you always go to. Absolutely. Yeah, because that becomes more of a reaction. And um, it, when you react to things, then you're usually not in your most stable state, you know, because um, just like if someone were to cut you off in traffic, you go, oh, well, you know, there may have been something going on. They might not have even seen me, you know, they really might not have. Or did you flick them off or did you start yelling? Like, what happened? Like, what's your reaction to that? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, other ways people cope with stress, just to kind of throw out some examples. So we have venting, you know, some other healthy ways would be, you know, going for exercising, going for a run, taking a walk. Um, and then there's, uh, you know, some other examples of not so healthy ways. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're saying. Again, everything in moderation, mm -hmm. totally fine to have a glass of wine. Some people like beer or whatever, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, it's just when you find that that's your go-to, you may just need to kind of start reevaluating, you know, mm -hmm. what, what, what could you replace it with? You know, what, yeah. what, what healthy thing could you replace it with? 
which um, there's this really great little graph that I, I kind of share with my patients sometimes. It's a cartoon. It's called 50 Ways to Take a Break. And if you mm -hmm. Google it, the image will pop up. It's like a little drawing of all these different things you could do. And I feel like if we don't know what else to do, we're going to go to what we know, right? Mm -hmm. But I printed this paper out. I put it on my fridge. And it even says, like, go for a walk, have a snack, read a book. So if you're, like, stuck in and you're immediately going to your default, put it on your fridge mm -hmm. and look at, try to get a different idea. I mean, yeah. it's not, like, something you're always going to do, but at least it's in the open. So when you notice yourself going toward those, um, those bad habits to cope with stress. Um, a good way to start to kind of correct that is really looking at your boundaries mm -hmm. because somewhere you are overextending yourself. Um, setting, setting healthy boundaries is very, very important for just our everyday life, our mental health, our state, our state of mind. And um, yeah, so it's basically, yeah. And to piggyback off what you're saying, Tori, so boundaries are so important. Um, and a way that you know that you're overextending yourself, if you find yourself feeling resentful for things that you usually would say yes to, right? Because I feel like as being a woman of faith myself and always wanting to lend a helping hand, when you start to keep saying yes to everyone else, you're going to run yourself on empty. And then you start to feel resentful because you don't ever have a break for you. So it's it's not being afraid to say no sometimes. And I know that's so hard, but you know, there's a really good book I read. It's called Boundaries by uh, Henry Cloud. And the tagline is, you know, when to say yes, how to say no, to take control of your life. And I love the cover. There's a pencil with a line being drawn. It's like, I'm drawing the line. Yeah. And again, like we said, healthy boundaries, you're not just throwing your hand up and saying no to everybody and everything. Like I'm done. You know, it's not that because that's not a true boundary. That's again, that's a reaction. Um, it's setting those healthy boundaries of realizing, okay, you know, is this whatever I say yes to, am I doing this because someone else wants me to do it? Am I doing it because I want to do it? Do I feel guilted into it? I mean, you have to really find where your motivation is coming from, whatever you're going to do, you know, um, whether it's things you have to do or things you choose to do. Mm -hmm. So um, finding the difference in all of those and figuring that out is really, really important. Needs versus wants versus mm -hmm. else wants. Yeah. And also, you know, knowing what to prioritize, right? Because you're like, what do I say yes and what do I say no to? Um, and something that might kind of be kind of helpful is if you write down a list of your priorities and things that need to get done. And then maybe when all that's taken care of, you can start saying yes to other things. But, you know, when you were saying, if you're neglecting everyday responsibilities and you're saying mm -hmm. yes to helping, you know, so-and-so fix his keyboard when you didn't even make dinner, you know, yeah. you got to figure out, hey, is everything in this area of my life being taken care of? Um, also in conversations, we were talking about this last week. I think it's kind of interesting to think, you know, if you have that friend that might be calling, you know, you could set that boundary when you answer the phone. You could be like, hey, I have two minutes. What's up? You preface mm -hmm. the conversation. So when they get in there, they get right to the point. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing too. Like I said, it's not just throwing your hands up and saying, I'm never talking to this person again. I, you know, I just, I can't talk to this person. It's setting the appropriate boundary. And it's going to be hard at first because you've probably never done that before. So, you know, you might not do it 100% right every time or what you feel like is right. And the other person might get a little bit annoyed at first. Um, but at some point, um, Nicole had a really good thing um, that she said at one point, the more you say yes to others, the more you say no to yourself. And um, if you 
if you are just completely and utterly drained, you're saying no to yourself over and over and over. And that not only um, bothers your mental health, but eventually it starts to affect your physical health. Um, there's a lot of studies out, um, and of course, I, can, I probably need to get a little more um, background on it, but um, there's a lot of studies out that say how much stress, you know, can cause cancers and various types of um, health issues, and if you don't deal with it now, your body eventually, over time, um, will most likely come out with, you know, something kind of negative, so. Absolutely. When your stress levels are elevated, um, you get sick easier, your immune system goes down, you have everything. So it can really deplete you. So being able to set boundaries with people and, you know, make sure you're taking care of yourself will allow you to function. Yeah. Yeah. And I have, uh, um, one thing that used to really help me to cope with stress a good bit was yoga. Um, mm. I mean, just the physical, um, portion of it is um, just the stretching, the strengthening, the stabilization that you can do. Um, and I'm not talking about crazy standing on your head yoga. I'm genuinely just talking <laughs> about your, which sometimes is great too, if you're far enough in advance, that can be fun. But um, but just the stretching, just the, the ability to kind of relax. And even if your mind doesn't fully relax, you get that little bit of time to start to unwind. And um, it, it really, really helps to be able to just relax the body and, and go from there. Oh yeah, even um, like being in the moment. I feel like that's so important because when I'm stressed, I've noticed it's usually I'm worrying about the past, the future, I'm not in the moment. So if you can try to focus on being present, I found that to help me a lot. I've also, um, to tie into the yoga part, I've tried you know, meditating sometimes. I use the uh -huh. Headspace app. Um, and it's not like you're sitting there with a candle and you're like, hmm, you know, there's guided meditations where somebody can talk to you and just help you be more focused, which I found to be a little helpful. Full exercise, going for a walk. Um, yes. There's a technique in therapy we call grounding, where you take your shoes off and you walk around outside in your bare feet, just feel the earth in the morning. It's really good to do that, to set your intentions for the day. Um, and, and with stress too, I found it, it's good to be proactive instead of reactive. Like we were talking about conversations. If you plan and you have almost a game plan in place, you're more likely to go towards the healthier things hmm. instead of just when you're in that like emotionally charged state, just grabbing that glass of wine or something yeah. else. Yes. Yeah. And um, there's a really good quote that is in um, the, the boundaries book. Hen it's Henry Cloud and Townsend. Um, it's on page 269 and it says, our pain motivates us to act. Because um, if you don't get to that point of, you know, you know, that, that pain state, oftentimes we won't change. Um, not all the time, but oftentimes. So if you are in that pain state, which is basically fully stressed out, reactive instead of proactive, um, it's something to really take a look at. And again, we don't say this to tell you what to do. We say this because we've been through it and mm -hmm. in some ways are still going through it. You know, we've got kids, we've got families, we've got jobs, we've got all these things going on. And um, it's honestly, I'm almost kind of giving myself my own advice because it's, it's kind of permission to say, you know what, it's really, really, really important to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And if there's not that pain point, you know, why change if things are still kind of working, not at their best, mm -hmm. but things are flowing. And like you said, it's not until you get to that burnt out state where you're usually in the shower and you're like, something's got to give here. Like something's have to change. Like, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's better to look at the, your situation before you get to that point. Because yes. at that point, that sinks over full, the laundry's in the corner, you're stressed out. So if you can start, you know, reviewing that now, 
you don't have to get to that point. You don't have to get to that burnout point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a pile, like, you know, in a ball in the corner crying. I mean, <laughs> I have been there. I, have yeah. been there. <laughs> I mean, literally, because to get to that point is, is just very stressful and it's not good for you. It's not good for everybody around you. I mean, it, it, it does affect everyone around you. I mean, um, have you ever noticed someone else stressed around you? How do you start to feel? Oh, you know, I, it. I feel it. You almost like you take it in your body and you're like, oh my gosh. And then your mood can change really quickly too. Mm-hmm. So it can also go the opposite way. It can also, if you're in a good mood or you're really, you know, um, ideas, really great positivity and things like that. It doesn't always take right away because people that are angry do not want to hear the good stuff, but <laughs> continue to be consistent with that and continue to be um, like kind of like the shining light, you know, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts to emanate and, and people start to react to that. Oh yeah. And um, you know, which leads us into the next thing. We always try to give like the how, like, where do we start? How do we mm-hmm. get how do we get the ball rolling? Um, and the first is going to be that mindset shift, right? It's realizing that we're all kind of going through it and just having compassion for one another, giving others grace. So say someone calls you and they're just, you know, dumping on you, like maybe they don't realize what they're doing. You try to be a lending ear um, and then just having compassion for them in that moment. You know, next time maybe trying to set that boundary before you talk to them um, and realizing that all of us or I like to think that we're all just doing the best we can with what we have, right? Mm-hmm. We all have different tools, different ways to cope with things. Yeah, it, it's easy to, to judge, right? And say, oh, like I would have handled this X, Y, and Z, but maybe that person doesn't know any better. Maybe they're, they're doing the best with what they got. So giving each other grace and having compassion because we all can use a little more compassion right now, especially with everything that's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it um, we talked about this in the first episode too, but it's really about finding balance. It's give and take. Um, like Nicole said, you know, you also kind of, you know, when someone else is in that state, if it's a really good friend, you can kind of help re-guide them, you know, let them vent and kind of say, okay, so what, you know, what's your game plan? What do you want to do? Like, how do you want to get out of this? Or, you know, how do you want to make your next step? And even if they say, well, I don't know, you know, it at least plants a seed in their head so they can be like, Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe this could be my next step. Or maybe that could be my next step, you know, try and try and help them out of it. Yeah. Another thing I found to be helpful, especially with conversations with friends is sharing what works for you, right? Mm-hmm. If we're going with what we know, um, okay, but Hey, you talk to your friend and she says, Oh my gosh, like I've been journaling. And that is just such a good way to get my thoughts on the paper. It's like, oh, well, maybe, you know, cause no one wants to be told what they're doing is wrong. I've realized that, you know, it's like, like <laughs> what you're doing is wrong, but uh, maybe sharing things that might help you or get yeah. the, them to be thinking. Cause when they think it's their own idea, oh yeah, like, <laughs> you think it's the best thing ever. It's like, Absolutely. yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just finding the balance and I wouldn't you know when you're talking and they're venting at the end, be like, well, maybe you should do it this way. Like wait till everyone's in a better space and yeah. then just share some helpful tips. Um, it's like, yeah. Uh, I don't know what word we're looking for, but not as preachy, you know? Mm. <laughs> yes, exactly. And um, then, you know, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I know where you're going. I'm right behind your sister. And then trying to find the humor in the situation. Uh, it can be really difficult at times. You know, there's a lot of really serious situations that happen in life. I mean, just everyday things, you know? Um, laughter is the best medicine. Uh, it's, things are just so much easier when you can laugh about them. And um, Nicole, you have a funny story about a friend of yours that... Um... Oh yeah, so you know, 
situations happen, accidents happen, we're all stressed out, but if you can laugh, I feel like it makes things so much more manageable. So um, I had a friend, she was saying that, you know, she was in her kitchen, she was with her family and they were cooking dinner and one of her mm -hmm. children went to go grab, you know, water out of the fridge and the like the Brita thing and pour himself a cup while well, he ended up dropping it, water went everywhere. And, you know, for me, for example, it's so easy to get just mad and like, why did you have to get that water out of the fridge? But um, her husband went to the garage, like put on scuba gear, snorkels, came with the mouthpiece in and he walks in with the flippers. He's like, let's clean up the water. Scuba Steve's ready to clean. And they all just started <laughs> laughing. Everyone, you know, broke out and laughed and they're cleaning up the water. So, you know, try to make the situations a little less hearted. With everything going on in the world, there are serious issues, but things that you can turn into something funny just makes it like that much easier. Yes, it really does. And then whenever you react um, in a positive way and kind of try and lighten the mood a little bit, um, you're also teaching your kids uh, fun ways to cope fun or good ways to cope with stress too. Um, so this isn't just about, you know, your health. This is about your kids' health and, you know, on down the line. The healthier you are, the healthier it kind of helps make everybody. So absolutely. And I realize kids are more like concrete learners. They learn so much more by what we do opposed to what we say because we can say oh a hundred times this is what you need to do but they're like what's mommy and daddy doing are they freaking out when the water fall falls all over the floor or are they just being silly and trying to make uh, you know make fun of it so um and what i'll say is you know don't get stressed out on trying to change everything all at once either you know we're we're kind of just giving you whatever tools that have either worked for us in the past um or you know nicole has worked with plenty of patients in psychiatry things that are working for her patients you know take what resonates and leave the rest that's oh, a yeah. really big thing um you know in meditation and, and sometimes yoga but um, it, it's so true. Um, some of this may absolutely resonate with you and you're like, yes, I'm gonna take it and run with it. And some of it's like, eh, that sounds stupid. So mm -hmm. that's okay. If you think it's kind of dumb, that's fine. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's really just about trying to, um, again, trying to help, you let, help let you know you're not alone. Not only are we going through it right now, we've been through it. Um, so we're just trying to give, continue to give those pointers and, and help, help everybody through it, so. Absolutely. And we're not perfect either. Like we don't have this list on our, uh, you know, wall. Like, this is how we cope with stress perfectly. There are times where we don't take our own advice and turn to things that are neg negative, but, you know, just throwing out other ideas um, will hopefully just shed a little bit more light into your, to your life. You know, Tori and I love to bounce ideas off each other. So um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening today. We are just so grateful to be here. We're so grateful that you're listening and we will see you next time. Yes, thank you so much for listening and we look forward to seeing you in episode three.